Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. And today I'm going completely off uh, script. Every once in a while I like to uh, mix things up a bit. So it's actually um, the first uh, podcast I've ever created for a weekend. I'm usually sending these out in the middle of the weekday. But I wanted to share this today because it's been a while and I've been sick, so bear with me. The name of this post is 30 Months. After dodging the coronavirus for two and a half years, it caught up to me. I should mention, I'm quite certain that I was an early coronavirus host in late January of 2020. I'd participated in my then company's annual meeting, which took place in Nashville, Tennessee. Our colleagues traveled from every coast, and by the time I returned to Maryland, I was dead in the water. I didn't know what hit me, and no, I didn't test for COVID as I didn't even know about the virus at the time. I just powered through the aches and pains, cough and fatigue that took over my body for a few weeks while wondering what was wrong with me. Then the news of COVID hit, and I sort of guessed I'd contracted it, along with a few of my fellow sales leaders, one in Dallas and one in LA, who'd had the same debilitating symptoms for weeks after we ended the conference. Until a week ago, I had managed to stay below the COVID radar. I was vaccinated, boosted, and all that good stuff. When I spoke to many folks in our lives that had contracted the virus, the feedback was pretty consistent. It's like a crappy cold or something, or I'd heard it's like a short flu, or I can't tell if it's allergies or COVID. Pretty consistent. Then when I tested positive after returning from vacation, I almost welcomed it. I knew everything that I could expect, a crappy cold, a short flu, or something like rotten allergies. I had a sense of knowing. We will all have it at some point, maybe multiple times, and I was grateful not to have been sick while traveling. I figured it was okay to get it out of the way, and I cleared my calendar for a few days. I planned to be back at it by midweek. But it hasn't been a crappy cold, a short flu, or allergies. It has been miserable. I sweat through my clothes and my bedding to the point of turning into a prune. <laughs> I could not stand up, 
My body was excavating everything possible in response to the viral invasion. My ribs hurt. My hips felt like someone was pounding nails into them. I couldn't form much of a sentence, let alone move anywhere. I was scared and sad. I was thinking of all the folks who had died, feeling worse than I did, which was hard to imagine since I felt so terrible. I thought they died alone without their loved ones by their sides. The sicker I got, the less I thought about others, and the more a different narrative started to take shape. It was a self-indulgent narrative, and it sounded vaguely familiar. Something like, Ugh, (laughs) why do I have to get so sick? What is the point of vaccinations and boosters if I'm going to get this sick? That's what I get for trying to take a vacation. What was I thinking? A cruise? Really? What a stupid decision. And so on and so on. You get the point. It was a self-bombarded sneak attack that once again convinced me that I get the shit sandwich while others eat filet mignon. But several days into my less-than-conscious existence, it dawned on me, like it always does when I get around to being present, in parentheses, yes, even I let meditation and yoga fall by the wayside when I was too sick to do it. I realized something. It occurred to me that this toxic virus has a lot in common with grieving. For example, I assumed others had it down pat, that it would be the same for me, that I would process it and get on with my task lists. I looked to the dozens of people who I knew have had the darn thing and what their symptoms were and thought my illness was the same. I saw how quickly friends rebounded or even complained of the boredom that goes along with the diagnosis and having to quarantine and stay put. Meanwhile, I was still soaking the sheets with feverish sweat, shedding the viral load. What does that mean anyway? (laughs) And unable to stand without falling from the extreme vertigo. I was not a candidate for any of the specialized medical interventions available. Shocker. (sighs) Then it hit me. My illness is mine. It doesn't belong to anyone else. And therefore, I should not be looking around for best practices on recovery. I had to listen to my own body, ask for help, and give thanks for all the help that miraculously showed up, especially regarding Zachary's care, and let it emerge and take shape at its own pace. And this is the way grief also presents. It's mine. It doesn't belong to anyone else. And therefore, I should not be looking around for best practices on recovery. I have to listen to my own heart and turn inward and let it emerge and take shape at its own pace. Just because someone else is processing loss in a particular manner does not make that right approach, does not make that approach right for me. I have a fuzzy brain here. It's not wrong not good or bad. It's just mine. Different, painful, exhausting, and uniquely intimate to navigate, experience, and release when the season passes. Maybe the Theraflu, (laughs) steroids, antibiotics, and Gatorade have my brain still foggy, as you could just see me tripping over my words. Or maybe, just maybe, there is actually a connection between these two unfortunate states that have befallen me. 
Maybe that connection is a choice, a choice to welcome the nasty virus and welcome the pain of grief so that they can both be on their way until next time. Maybe I can minimize the suffering by resisting the urge to be angry and complain and make it worse. Maybe the choice is one of collaboration instead of resistance. Maybe the choice to participate in life, no matter how much vomiting and tears that may result, is the choice to feel it all. And having worked really hard at arguing with reality in both situations, I still feel horrible, my children are still deceased, and I can still thank God that I am breathing on my own, and I am not dying myself, and that humankind is sheer perfection. With deep honor and respect, I want to recognize the hundreds of thousands of people who had to die without their loved ones by their sides. COVID, grief, and life, like it or not, we are all in this together until we're not. So thanks uh, again for joining this episode of the Healing Path Podcast. And this is pretty fascinating, um, thinking about how indoctrinated we are and how well-trained our minds are to look elsewhere for answers, for prototypes, for expectations, because we're so well-trained from birth to go along with everyone else that we lose our ability to challenge what that really means. We know from Brene Brown's work that we're hardwired for connection and belonging, but not belonging in the sense of looking around to see who we should be. Because if we're all looking around to see who we should be, none of us are showing up as ourselves. And then we all lose. Our grief and our COVID and our lives, they're ours alone. And we need to live them out uniquely, authentically, and sincerely. And that's why I am feeling terrible and wanting to connect with this community today because I know there are people out there with COVID. I know there are people out there grieving and and sure as there are, there are people out there doing the same thing I was doing, whether it's grief and looking at others and how to grieve, or being sick, trying to get better, looking at others. We are part of a collective, and that is a massive miracle. But we are also unique, splendid, and one of a kind. When navigating things like grief and illness, we have to remember that we already have the tools that we need and include ourselves on the panel of people we check in with on what the best thing is to do next, because we always have the answers and we don't need permission to be who we are. We just need the profound courage to let it all be here. So 
that is all I have on this Saturday. I'm going back to bed. And hey, by the way, I'm going to be off for a couple days. Um, And uh, when I'm feeling better, we'll be back at it. Thanks again. And as always, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And I really do thank you for listening.